You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Turk is lurking on a weekend version of Locked On Jaguars. It's your man Tony Wiggins with the weekend version of Locked On Jaguars. What is cut down weekend and what is looking like cut down day here around the NFL. No cuts today to talk about, so I don't have to get into that. So nobody's been cut. Nobody has been released today. You know, there was some fake rumors going on about Miles Jack around the internet that hasn't happened. We had, we did have some releases, though, uh, and, and I'll get to those, but, you know, nothing uh, uh, surprising. Rockwell Armstead was placed on the COVID-19 reserve list, so that's another blow to the running back room uh, that is already short, you know. Uh, and and the, the young kid, Cottrell, Cottrell was released, and uh, so that leaves two guys, two guys as of right now to be fighting for that running back position. It's Mr. Robinson and, of course, Thompson for Jacksonville. We'll just have to see how it goes, man, going into the year uh, with those two guys going into uh, opening week for Jacksonville at the running back position. Um, No real surprises with the rest of the positions yet. A couple of defensive ends, uh, no big deal, you know, in in terms of uh, the names that, that have been bandied about. Uh, I'm still wondering, though, if they're going to go look for somebody else because going into week one with just two guys back there that, you know, that have had some – well, they also have a Zigbo, you know. So, Zigbo, it looks like a Zigbo, Robinson, and Thompson will probably be the three guys. So I, And Zigbo's probably going to be the starter because Robinson uh, is a rookie who has great vision, as we've heard. And Thompson is more of a, a receiving threat and a third down back who you want to kind of limit – his touches a little bit, so I really have my doubts about the fact that he's going to be a guy getting a whole bunch of touches, but that's what we have here so far with Jacksonville. Uh, everybody's kind of worried about that running back room. Lots of rumors floating around out there about the wide receiver position. D.D. Westbrook, could he be the odd man out? Is it going to be a trade? Is it going to be a cut? Super speculation about him right now because of the way that some other guys, Terry Godwin is really played well in camp. Colin Johnson is gives them a different body type that they've had. Keelan Cole sort of held, you know, they've been trying to replace Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole, Keelan Cole says not so fast. You're not going to replace me and has, has had a hell of a camp and was even pointed out by Gardner Minshew. So, yeah, man, you know, interesting. You know, this is always fun. It's not fun for those guys. The good thing is there are 16 uh practice squad spots and I know people don't think that's significant but it is because of one COVID reserves and you want to have more guys that you can plug in when guys have to go on the COVID list and the protocol list even if it's just for possible exposure which is a shorter period of time where they'll have to wait as opposed to actually having symptoms of the coronavirus where they have to be out for a while and then have some tests taken so yeah man you know Bad weekend for guys that may have to decide what they're going to have to do with their lives after this. Good weekend because it's the last one until teams start prepping for games. And we're about a week away 
for some real games that are really, really going to tell what this team has had. You know, what, 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 what do they have? What do they have? I'll tell you what we're going to have. We're going to have some fun today on Friday, man. We're going to, you know, try to carve through a little bit of the negativity and look for some of the positive. You know, after this first time out, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you about what we expect to see. The unexpected is what we're going to expect to see. And I'm going to tell you how that might be advantageous for this year's Jaguars fans. And I'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I want to get to you and tell you about Built Bar, man, because if I did not, I would be remiss and I would not be your friend. What I mean by that is they have 18 great flavors. 18 great flavors of Built Bar, not in the candy bar aisle, man, even though they taste like candy. They don't hurt your body like candy, though. They help your body because they're packed with protein and they don't have very many calories. Like I said, you have 18 great flavors. Some have nuts, some don't. You can get them at BuiltBar.com. You go in there and put a promo code of locked on, and you get $10 off of your first box. And I want you to do it because I want you to buy them and I want you to share them with me. And when you get them, I want you to give me some of those lemon almond cheesecake ones. That's the one I want. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code locked on, and get $10 off of your first box. Post those babies if you want to on social media and let me know that you have them. And then you're going to get a DM from me begging for them. I'm telling you to send me some. Get those built bars right now, man, and get the love in them. All right, so let's have a little bit of fun, man. I've been beating up on the Jaguars all week, and I know you guys probably think they deserve it, and I know you guys probably aren't mad at me for doing it. But sometimes, man, you got to come down a little bit, and you can't just keep whacking a team across the head, you know, even though sometimes they deserve it. We're going to talk about something positive because, you know what, it's football season, man, and we have been wanting something. You know, the NBA has done their justice for us, and we've been wanting something. By the way, I got to mention this. I got to mention this. Shout out to my, my man David Locke. He's been calling these games. Have you seen the way these NBA games have been ending over the last three days in the bubble? Unreal. Now, back to football because I hope we are as lucky as those guys have been to be able to come on here next week or the week after that and talk about how these games have been ending. Man, it has been unfreaking real. Let me tell you something. It, it is crazy that these games have been ending like this. So, I'm just happy to have football back. I want a good game to be played. The Jaguars, we don't know. We haven't seen anything in the preseason. They're a super, super, super duper young team. So, I mean... The unknown and the surprises, this is how it can help. I, I broached this question before the break. How can that help the Jaguars? You know, I can help them. We can help them because nobody knows what in the hell they're going to see. Us, the opponent, nobody. And the fact that the Jaguars haven't had a chance to warm up and get all greased up, well, neither has the opponent. Catch them by surprise. Throw it around a lot, man. You said you don't want to be a power running team anymore. Get everybody loose. Get everybody out there and start slinging that ball and throwing that ball around everywhere, man. That's what I want to see everybody do. Use those wide receivers. Line Chenault up in the back. Run some reverses. Get that ball to Chark in those one-on-one jump ball, 50-50 ball situations and let him go win. Let Colin Johnson win down the field. Throw that ball, you know, to your tight end, man, to Tyler Eifert and show why you went out and got him. Let, you know, Gardner play off, off schedule a little bit. Do your thing, man. Send those young pass rushers after the quarterback. And, and you know, let's just let's just play off the wall, man. Let those young guys go on defense 
and tell those corners, man, don't worry about your mistakes. If you make a mistake, man, you'll be all right. Yeah, that's what I want you to do, man. I was going to play, play, play all to the wall. I was going to put a, a letter in front of that, but I can't do it. So play all to the wall. That's what you do. Steal some wins up front. Don't let these guys think about how young they are. Let's not talk about inexperience. You know what? When I was a kid, I would get on roller coasters. I would hang upside down on roller coasters. I would hold my hands up high on roller coasters. And I would laugh at all the old people who were yelling and screaming on roller coasters. You know why? Because I was dumb and stupid. And I was young. I didn't, I didn't care enough to be scared. I didn't, re I didn't have any responsibilities. I was, I was too dumb and too young to realize I had anything to be afraid of. Right? But the older I got, and the more I had things to think about, and the more I had the responsibilities. Now, you can't find me. I won't even go to an amusement park because I think somebody might kidnap me and make me get on a roller coaster because I ain't trying to do that. And then I might have to use the bathroom while I get on there, knowing me, even if you let me use the bathroom. I'm 51 years old. I have to pee as soon as I get on the roller coaster. And then that'll be a problem for everybody, right? So here's the thing. Sometimes your immaturity and your inexperience, it can help you. You know why? Because you're too dumb to understand that you're supposed to be afraid. Maybe this team can win if that's what they do. If they just don't care. You're reckless. Play like you're 19 years old. Until you grow up a little bit and you realize that, you know, you know, you got to get a handle of that. But by then you have some experience. And I know it's the NFL, man. I know you're going to have some resistance that you've never seen before. Fine. Keep swinging. Don't worry about it. Just run fast. Just keep going. Run. Don't worry about it. Hit them. If I'm, if I'm that young team, you know what I tell them? These, these old tricks. Don't fall for those old tricks. I liken it to a basketball game, right? I remember when I was in high school, our, our old high school coach used to bring, we, we, we were really, really good, right, before my senior year. But we thought we were too good and he needed to toughen us up. So he went to the old neighborhood and he got the old guys that, you know, from our neighborhood. When I say old now, I ain't talking. They, they were old to us. They were old to us. This is how we got toughened up, right? They were old to us. They were the dudes that were the car porters at the car dealership. They were garbage men, trash men. They owned, like, landscaping businesses, uh, mechanics, whatever. Dude, dude, these dudes didn't even go home and change their clothes. They came up there and, like, blue khakis with oil stains on them, Chuck Taylors. And I think one dude had them some boots. They took the work shirts off. They all stink. You know what I'm saying? And we out there in our little, you know, back then, we had the Michael Jordan ones and the long, you know, UNLV and Michigan gray shorts and the black socks. Man, them old dudes was putting it on us. One, we didn't want to touch them because they got all the rebounds because they was funky. They'd been working all day. But two, it's just that they knew all the tricks, all the picks, all the half-court stuff. I mean, you would have thought Jerry Sloan was coaching them the way that they were doing us, right? I mean, it was it was like all of this experience and all of this stuff. But then we went over to the sideline and coach said, you know the mistake you're making? You're letting them out think you. You're playing at a phone booth with them. The advantage you have over is you're young. And they're old and tired and funky and they've been working all day. And they got shoes with hard soles on them. And most of them got socks on them with holes in them. Run. Your shoes cost $100. 
and you young and you don't smoke or drink, run, run, run. And after a while, even when we made mistakes, we kept running and we kept running. And pretty soon those old dudes got tired and we were doing layups like the Harlem Globetrotters. Lesson, don't try to be something that you're not. Until you learn how to be old and experienced, play young. That's what Jacksonville has to do when they go out here. Play young. I don't give a damn if you lose 55 to 48. Play young. Because if you lose 55 to 48, ain't one of those fans going to be mad at you. Not a one. And I know that's not perfect English, but that's just the way it is. Not one of those fans will be mad at you. It'll be kumbaya. Let's eat marshmallows and hot dogs by the fire because the future is bright because our young boys went out there and did their thing and they represent it. And they're young, man. And when they get some experience, they're going to learn how to slow down and be smarter. And the future's going to be even better for Jacksonville. I'm telling you, that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do if you're going to get this thing right and play well enough if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. But it's too much like right because Jacksonville doesn't do stuff like that. No, they don't do nothing like that. They ain't going to do nothing like that. They're going to go out here and think they're good enough and they're going to get smoked 45 to 10. Nope, so uh, let me stop. I just said I wasn't going to do that. I said I was not going to be negative wig today. Let's just keep up hope. That whatever happens, we're all going to be happy about the result. Or we're going to be happy that it's football coming up this week. And let's try to get to that result. All right. So what I'm going to do in this last segment before the, before we get to the weekend, before I give you the message to take care of each other like we always do, I'm going to take some guesses on this 53, man. I ain't going to go 1 through 53 because that's boring. And I know you guys have just gotten off work and you're ready to get home, drink some beer, watch your kids run around in your backyard. All right. Take some wild guesses on some guys that I think might make the back of this roster. And I'll do that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. All right. Barku's going to make the team. Luke Barku, the highest paid undrafted free agent this summer, will make this Jaguars team. And some people even pushing for Luke Barku to be a starter. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. But I think Luke Barku's going to make the team not only based on the fact that he was the highest paid free agent, but based on the fact that he has he has had an outstanding camp. Of course, since Ronnie Harrison was traded, Josh Jones is going to be a starter for Jacksonville at strong safety. Uh, Jared, uh, Jared Wilson is obviously the stronger uh, the safety the, the stronger at safety. Lord, he is the starter at free safety. Put the put the bed any rumors that Miles Jack is on the market. That'd be disastrous for the salary cap. The Jaguars paid him a handsome amount of money last year in bonuses, and that would all accelerate into the cap unless they make some sort of designation. But then they would have been, they'd have paid him too much money just for one year. They ain't going to do that. Um, so I, I think the biggest shock is going to come at wide receiver. I think they're going to find a way to keep Terry Godwin on this football team. I think at some point you have to send a message that when, when you say that 
we're going to keep the guys that perform well. We're going to give everybody a shot. And then the guy goes out and actually does it. I think you have to keep him. He has outplayed D.D. Westbrook. When you say we're going to strip the numbers, we're going to strip your contract, and we're going to strip where you were picked off of your jersey, and we're just going to evaluate it. Well, if that's true, then he's outplayed him in camp. Then you got to keep him. D.D. Westbrook has not been one of the six best wide receivers in camp. Then he shouldn't make the team, if you're being honest. And if the statements that you make are absolutely true, then you have to be true to your word. If you're true to your word, in my opinion, Matt Glennon would not be on this football team. But they're going to cut Josh. They're not going to keep him. They're going to keep Glennon because he's a veteran. Josh is a veteran too, but he's not going. they're not going to keep him. They're going to they're keep Glennon, and I don't really think he – unless the eye in the sky has told them something that we can't see with the naked eye. And, and I tweeted out last night that unless you used to play the game or used to coach at that level, unless we're talking about the obvious things from practice, no media person is really, really qualified to say. And I, and, I, and I know there's some obvious things you can see, but unless you really, really know what you're looking at, you, if you're not privy to the, the stuff that they look at when they go back and look at the tape and you can have it explained to you, you don't know what the hell you're looking at. You don't know what you're talking about. And I try not to ever do that. Well, that's a lie. I do do it sometimes. But for the sake of me sounding smart right now, I'm going to tell you, I try not to do it. All right? Um... No other serious, serious surprises. Timmy Jernigan's going to make it. I, I think they brought him in. This is the thing, though. I think if they brought Jernigan in anyway at any point during the offseason, he would have probably had earned the right to make the team. However, without the injuries that occurred early in camp, I don't think he would have been given an opportunity because I think they had just decided to go in other directions. But I do think that if you look at it, He's good enough to be on this football team and several other football teams. He was just one of those veteran guys that was waiting for a shot. Probably would have been on Houston's football team if there wasn't some sort of conflict about a physical. All right? Okay, so I do believe that um, those are the key positions. I think running back is pretty much settled now. They may go out and add another player. You're looking at three now. I think most teams would like to carry four. If they do go out and get a guy, it's probably going to be someone who can play special teams. Although Clay Brooks, I think they're going to keep Clay Brooks as the fourth rookie corner. And I think he's going to be primarily a kick returner. Of course, that means doom for a guy like Mike Walker, who won't make the team. Um, I think Clay Brooks adds some value in that respect. Um, offensive line, I can't tell you what they're going to go. One thing I can tell you is you know who the top six or seven guys are. And one thing I will tell you is that Tyler Shatley will be on the team for the 27th consecutive year. We know Tyler Shatley ain't going nowhere, okay? All right, so as the cuts come along, we'll know more Monday who's going to be on the team and who won't be. I don't suspect that there will be any more surprise trades or cuts. There was a lot of chatter last night about the uh, – Jadavian Clowney, let me be clear about something. So I want to be clear about this, right? When they drafted Caleb on Chason, I didn't have a problem with it because he's a talented young player. And I always think it's it's okay to pick a pass rusher the way like the New York Giants used to do that. But I always thought that that was because at some point Yannick Ngakwe would be moved either this year or next year. That there was no long-term plan to have Yannick Ngakwe on this football team. 
I always thought it was okay to take Josh Allen, one, because he was a great player who fell to them, and you just don't let young, great pass rushers go by, and that that meant that there was no long-term plan to continue going with Calais Campbell for a long period of time, maybe only one or two more years. In fact, I thought that maybe they would restructure Calais Campbell and use a rotation where Calais Campbell would possibly be a three-technique or a backup in this year if the team was good enough to do that, okay? That being said, um, because at some point the Giants had Michael Strahan, they had Justin Tuck and O.C. Yormanyor. But they were a good team with those guys, and those guys had age differentials. And that's why I was talking about with Calais. But what you can't have, to me, what I don't like is, there's not much age differential. Remember, Yannick's 25. So there's not much age differential between Calevon, Yannick, and Allen. I don't like the three guys being that young. Therefore, if the Jaguars were really intent on working out a long-term deal with Yannick, then I like the Calevon pick less. Unless the Jaguars had that as a luxury and were already a great team. They're not. They had too many needs in too, uh, too many other positions to say that they considered Calevon at, at nine and to say that they wanted to work out a long-term deal with Jan and to know that they had Josh under contract for another five years. So that means, that, well, four years. So they would have four years with Josh five years with Calevon, and then to really honestly say and tell you that they had the idea that they were trying to work out a deal with Jan. Now, there's a little bit of chronological error in here because when they knew that Jan did not want to work a deal without them is when they went and drafted Calevon. Had Jan agreed to work a long-term deal with them and they drafted Calevon, I would have gotten angry at him. But this was after they drafted Calevon knowing that Jan didn't want to work a long-term deal without them and they knew they couldn't pass the player up. This is why I say you don't get uh, Jadavion Clowney. Not that they were going to work out a long-term deal with Clowney. My point is this. If Calevon Chason was good enough for you to consider him at nine, with this football team being a six-win team, he's too good for you to stand him on the sideline or to play him out of position at, at Sam Linebacker the way you did Miles Jack. He's too good of a football player to wait his turn while a $15 million Jadavion Clowney gets, you're going to wait on him to get tired. Or the best player on your team, Josh Allen, you're going to wait on him to get tired. Or you're going to wait the second or third down and hope that you can finally at some point put your lightning package in where you can slide one of those guys down inside and you can have three pass rushers in, you're going to hope that you can get that package in, that nickel package in. You're going to hope you can get that package in. You're going to hope that the other team doesn't get five yards on first down. So you have arguably the fourth best player on your team standing on the sideline when you're arguably a team that might not win six games. That's a luxury that you cannot have. You're not that good. That's my point. And when I talk about team building, people think I'm crazy. You're not that good to do that. When you're not that good, you need your first 10, the 10 best guys you have, you need them all on the field at the same time. And it can't be a situational type situation, if you will. No, they need to be every down players and they need to be out there. It can't be they can only be out there in a certain situation. 
And you can't be at a disadvantage and you can't put them out there and hope for the best. No. When you're not that good, at least your eight best defenders have to be a part of your base defense. Period. That's it. End of discussion. You're not good enough to have it any other way. And if you're drafting or signing free agents on purpose to make it any other way, then you're hustling backwards. And I'll argue with anybody all day long that that's exactly what you're doing. And if you keep doing that cycle over and over again, then that's why you keep losing. And when you're the one of the people that keep wanting them to do it and you're complaining that they keep losing, then you are part of your own problem. Soak that up for the weekend, man. Tune in with uh, all of our stuff around the Locked On NFL Network. Here we have uh, all kinds of stuff on Locked On NFL Podcast. Chat Ford, the draft, the NBA draft's coming up. Chat Ford has a great NBA podcast. Locked On uh, Jaguars is here every day. Uh, five days a week, giving you all kinds of content. Uh, starting next week, myself and James Rapian will be a part of the Locked On NFL show. Uh, it will air on every Wednesday, so check that out and hit that subscribe button. You can subscribe on this and that on Apple and iTunes and follow along on Spotify and other platforms. This is Tony Wiggins. Remember, take care of each other. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday.